Hello everyone and welcome to the 20th episode of the Mind Body Mastery podcast. I'm your host Caitlin Michaels and it's been a wild ride with you guys and I'm so happy to have you um, yeah, tuning in each week. It's really been wonderful and um, yeah, I've gotten mostly positive feedback and I just am so grateful for all of it. So thanks for sticking around with me guys. And then I will read you the review of the week. Um, keep those reviews coming. I love, love, love them. They just warm up my little heart. And uh, so this review comes from Dafoots and I can't see the whole title of this, but it starts by saying started for someone else and then dot, dot, dot. And I think it might say like realize that I needed it too or something. I'm just projecting here. Um, but Dafoots says, I stumbled across Caitlin's podcast and was intrigued from episode one. It is a resource-rich podcast, many practical recommendations, and so relatable, and I also love her style. Friendly, engaging, and yet tackling tough subjects in understandable ways. Thank you, Caitlin. Well, thank you, Dafoots. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for writing in and letting me know that you like it. Um, I love, love, love getting this feedback. It really fuels my fire to keep going as this is a labor of love for sure. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the love. <laughs> so, um, okay. So today I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the subject of journaling. Now, this is one of the most resisted aspects of um, like mind-body therapy and one of the most beneficial. So anytime that there's something that's recommended that you're really resistant to, it's probably a wonderful sign that it's something that will greatly help you. Journaling was key in my recovery process. I still journal um, every now and again. I don't do it often. I don't do it every day. Um, and, uh, and I think that's okay. Um, a lot of uh, the journalers out there that I've seen in the TMS community um, kind of push to journal every day and then get frustrated when they're not getting any better. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think that might be for some of you um, and ways that you can kind of work around that. Um, but let me just go ahead and say that you don't need to journal to get better. It's not a re requirement. It's just the easiest way that I've found to kind of settle into the present moment, allow stream of consciousness thoughts to run through my brain and onto the paper. Um, as Laura Sago said in the um, episode that she was in a couple weeks ago, um, you know, it kind of slows down your brain um, to the speed of your writing, right? So it like just kind of brings you into this moment. And that's what healing is all about. It's all about present moment awareness. Your body is literally trying to get your attention. Your body is literally trying to say, hey, look at me right now. Like this, this hurts. Like what can I do to get your attention to not worry about the future or not worry about the past? And, 
inadvertently it makes you worry about the future um, because you're hurting and you're wondering if it's going to last forever. And so, um, so first I'm going to kind of talk about the tried and true Sarno method that he recommended in his books. Um, and so basically the Sarno method is the three lists method. And that's how I started. That's how I recommend my patients start. Um, and the three lists are childhood, current life pressures, and personality traits. And so if the purpose of our pain is to kind of shield us from our shadow, um, the ugly or impolite or even violent thoughts, then it behooves us to bring those thoughts to light, kind of air them out to see that they aren't really that scary after all, but somewhere deep in our subconscious, we think they might be scary. So we try to hide them from ourselves. And so, so what I do is I, what I did was I wrote kind of like a life review. So, you know, he separated it into childhood and current life pressure, but there's a lot of like stuff not from childhood that was also traumatic. So it's like, I just kind of wrote down, by decade almost. So, and it's really anything that you remember. Um, and it could be positive things. It could be negative things. It could be, um, whatever, whatever you remember vividly, um, is usually the things that, uh, were emotionally charged. We tend to remember the most emotionally charged events in our lives more so than anything. So that's why certain things from when you were five, are very vivid to you because there was a lot of emotions going on at the time. And so just write these lists and you can add to the lists, you know, at any point, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just kind of, as you start going, you'll notice that things will start popping up for you. Like there was one time when I was writing my, my lists and all of a sudden it's like, I remembered signing a friend's yearbook in high school, opening it up, and seeing a message to my friend, or well, what I thought was my friend, that said, you know, it was a great year making fun of Katie this year. And I was the only Katie in their circle, like, and I knew things had been rough, you know, with my friend group that way. And, uh, and yeah, it was like, wow, I never like really process that, like that hurt a lot. And, you know, so it can be little things like that, that come up that, you remember. Um, and as I'm writing that, I'm like, shit, like, wow, my like tears started flowing, you know, and I'll say, um, you can write these lists and feel pretty detached emotionally from them and it can still be beneficial. So don't feel like you need to have this huge catharsis while you're journaling for now, just do the lists, just write the list. Everyone can write a list, right? So just do the lists, keep adding to the lists and, and see what comes up for you. Um, Nicole Sachs, if you haven't heard of her, I've talked about her many times. She's on my podcast episode number seven. Um, her whole work is focused on journaling and she calls it journal speak. And it's really just her way of saying that 
Your journal is a different language by which you dig into your surface thoughts and maybe discover the deeper truths that lie underneath. Um, And those deeper truths might not be true forever. Those deeper truths might, um, you know, change in an instant. It's just what your brain needs you to look at right now um, in order to realize that it's not dangerous. I'm so glad we're getting to a day and age where openness is more encouraged and we're kind of allowing ourselves this space to air our grievances. And the journal is a really convenient tool to do this because we can air our grievances in the journal, but without the guilt and shame that comes with airing them out loud in front of our loved ones. Because let's face it, our loved ones are always the ones that we have the most beef with, right? And so I'm just going to kind of list off the most common grievances that are helping um, people heal, you know, the most common things that that we don't want to admit to ourselves. Um, And this can kind of just be a springboard for you to kind of examine your own life and where some of these might apply for you. And so number one, (laughs) in my opinion, is the idea that I hate being a parent. That is so uncomfortable for so many people because they want to be a good parent. They don't want to resent their children, but having children automatically (laughs) triggers some sort of resentment because you have an inner child inside of you that wants to be cared for, but you're at the beck and call of this little kid (laughs) and it's super enraging to the unconscious mind. So know that you are safe to resent your children on paper. And you can throw it away just in case anybody ever discovers it, like destroy the evidence. Um, But for just a moment, allow yourself to rage about your kids. So yes, kids, number one, in my opinion. Uh, Number two, resenting someone that you are a caretaker for. So whether this is someone that needs 24-7 care, someone that requires help all the time, yes, we love them. Yes, we would do anything for them. And yes, we are honored to be that person for them. But it's hard work. And there is that part of us that like, again, wants to be cared for. And so it's okay to write about your resentment towards these people that really can't help it. You know, it's like, it's not personal to say these things, but it is a lot. It's a big burden to shoulder. Um, I see a lot of caretakers with shoulder pain, actually. Um, And so just know that it's okay to to have these feelings sometimes and just that's where the journal is awesome because you can write this down and just say, I hate this. I hate that I have to be this person all the time for this other person. Um, and then you can move on with your day and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that the relationship is damaged. It's just getting up the things that we find are inconvenient to think or that we feel guilty about thinking. Let yourself think it. Let yourself experience that and just rage about it for a second on the page. (laughs) Um, Number three is 
the burden of caring for an aging parent or otherwise incapacitated loved one. So that's kind of what the last one was about. But aging parents are a huge trigger for people. And I find that a lot of my patients have both aging parents and like grandkids that they're also taking care of. So I find that the population of like middle-aged people um, tend to have the most pain. And we mistakenly think this is because of aging, (laughs) but a lot of times it's just because you have your own kids. Sometimes they're in their thirties and still living in your basement. You have your parents that need your care, and then you probably have grandkids that also need your care. So it's just a lot. And so just writing about the pressure to be everything for everyone, just letting yourself have a good old fashioned temper tantrum on the page is so therapeutic when you're the kind of person that wants to be kind and wonderful all the time. Um, It's usually the most wonderful people that end up with pain because it's like, you know, I, you don't allow yourself to feel these negative emotions. And so allow, 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 allow. Number four, hating your siblings or coworkers or spouse for maybe not contributing their fair share. And so, you know, whether it's, it's usually our most loved ones, let's be honest. It's the ones that we live with. It's the ones that we work with 50 plus hours a week. It's the ones that we're around, you know, everyone in our immediate circle um, triggers us, no doubt about it. Like every everyone there's no exception like unless you're in a brand new relationship and you're still got the fog of love on your eyes for the last year maybe like we'll see if it lasts another year like our our people trigger us and that's okay and so it doesn't mean that I love my husband any less if I say oh my god I'm so annoyed right now like and just let it all out you know so I would never say that Tom by the way if you're listening um, but no, our loved ones, it's, it's very appropriate to let it all out about, about those people closest to us. And it doesn't mean anything as Nicole says, it's just, just airing, airing it out, like opening the steam valve, letting it all pour out of you. Um, and so then, um, the next one is the number five, the aging process or getting older or, the idea of facing your own mortality. I see this, um, my neighbor is very, um, very much in pain. I, it's hilarious. I gave him um, Steve Ozenich's book, Back Pain, Permanent Healing, as well as uh, Sarno's book. And uh, he handed him right back to me and he's like, I don't even read the newspaper. And so, but he's, you know, kind of hunched over every day, all day. And he will try to do things around the yard when his wife is not home to yell at him. He feels very um, insecure about the fact that he's not able to take care of his house. Um, and you can see it. Like, he's he's very upset. He's in his 80s, you know, so he's doing well, all things considered, but he's got some serious pain. Um, and I think, you know, as as a, the head of the household, you know, it's really hard to let go of some of those yard duties or some of those household chores. Um, and, uh, you know, his kids want to put him in a nursing home and he's fighting that. And so it's like the idea of our mortality is deeply enraging to the unconscious mind. So if you feel like there's a part of you that hates the aging process and it's like, I'm just getting old and 
you're resenting that, explore that a little bit and see if that um, brings up anything for you. Um, And then, yeah, pressure at work, all close personal relationships, all of these things are deeply enraging. And then also the personality traits. So hating the fact that you've built this personality or facade around you where you're people-pleasing, you're driven to succeed, you're sensitive to criticism, and you have a need to be liked. All of these things adds to the pressure of life. Like if you have built this persona where like, oh, people just call me for help because they know I will. Um, Then, you know, over the years, it becomes deeply enraging to the unconscious because it's like, It's like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? So at that point, like if you get to a point where you're doing things, you're saying yes, even though you want to say no, A, I would start saying no, start building those those kind boundaries around your personal life. Um, And then if you can't say no, rage about how you resent the fact that you can't say no in your journal for now um, while you work on building those boundaries for yourself. And so then once you have your bare bones list, of your life review, um, if there are any list entries that feel a little raw to you, then I would pick one out and kind of go deeper into that particular event. And instead of just writing the event as it happened, write what you were feeling at the time, kind of tap into the feeling of it all. It's all about the feelings, right? And so try to tap into that version of yourself and try and see if there's any unfelt anger or fear or grief that maybe you felt numb to in the moment. And so I'm just going to say that sometimes when people dig into this stuff, it can make you feel open and raw and vulnerable. So I think a really important and overlooked aspect of this work is we need to evolve the story or find meaning within the the story. So what I like to do is I like to write the event as it happened and then I cross out the ending and I write a new story. And this is a false story. It's a story that did not happen in real life, but it's a story that makes me feel more empowered about what happened. So whether it's me being able to defend myself or um, me bringing in the adult version of myself into the picture to kick this person in the balls or what, like it doesn't matter how ridiculous the story becomes, just write a different ending. Like All we have is the present moment, and if we're reliving an event as it happened, then we're bringing that event back into the present without shifting the meaning for us. And so I like to just totally create a new story around that event and and then move forward. Um, If that doesn't sound like something you'd like to do, then even looking into the meaning of the event, either for you or for the perpetrator. So 
if we keep writing about the things that are raw and we write about them over and over and over again, and I'm angry about this and this person didn't help me and where was this person and everybody left me and I'm abandoned and I'm a victim, then that kind of starts to reopen the wound in a, in a raw way that's not very helpful. So find the meaning within it. And I know sometimes that sounds like it's impossible if, if you were the victim of something very painful, but asking questions like maybe what deep inner wounds did this person have that made him or her do those things to me? Like, what was their childhood like to make them at some point think that it was okay to hurt another person? And, you know, just asking yourself, like, maybe how has this experience helped me grow as a person? How has it helped me, um, you know, treat my kids differently? How has it helped me become a better person? You know, instead of taking a stance of, a victim, kind of putting yourself into the role of victor, even though you went through some stuff, like, like making it so that you are now triumphant, you know, you made it this far, you, you made it through. And there must have been a deeper reason for that, either for you or for the other person. But I believe that we have these um, soul contracts before we come here that say like, okay, this is school on earth, right? So let's come to school to learn these hard lessons, like for our own soul's growth. So how did this help me grow? And if that still feels like a raw question to you, then, then wait on it a little bit and maybe just revisit that at another time. Or if it's super raw to you, find a trusted therapist that you can work with on this. If we continually rage journal about our victimhood, I think that after a while, it further aggravates the stress about the situation. So a good way to move forward is to ask those deeper questions. Um, And you don't necessarily have to look for an immediate answer, but just looking inward to see or discover the deeper lesson there. So um, if you find yourself thinking and talking and journaling about the same things over and over and over again, it's time to start something new. It's time to start journaling in a different way because it's obviously not helping you at this point. Um, I think it's also really important to bring in forgiveness. And I think people misinterpret forgiveness and think that it is condoning a behavior. um, And it's not. Forgiveness is a tool to free yourself from the shackles of that person or that experience. Ask yourself the question, what is holding on to this hate towards another doing for me? How is it helping me? How is it helping me to hold a grudge? And can you find it within your power to maybe even write a letter to the inner child of whomever has hurt you and ask who hurt them? Ask them why they felt it was okay to hurt you. And 
Can you choose to see each person in your experience as an innocent or lost child of the universe who perhaps didn't intend to hurt you? I don't think anybody wakes up, well, maybe sociopaths, but I don't think many people in our lives wake up intending to hurt another person. And so can you find a way to view that person as, as innocent too, as a, as a little boy or girl too? Like, is that possible? And so these are some things to explore in your journal if you find that you're not getting anywhere with just the rage portion. And on another note, I've been noticing a trend in the um, journal speak group, especially um, where there are, are a few that talk about how they write the same crap over and over and over and over and over again, and they're not, they're just getting worse. And so I think that's a signal to stop. You know, if, if it's been this long and you just keep journaling about the negative, um, I think one of the things that I, this is just a theory, so I don't know if this is based in any fact, but see if it is true for you. If before you discovered TMS, you tended to be a negative person, if you tended to have plenty of judgments and plenty of anger and plenty of resentments towards others or yourself, um, then I think it might be possible that the shadow side that you've been repressing is a positive shadow side. So if this sounds like it might be true for you, Um, what I would do instead of journaling about all the negative crap all the time, I would work on discovering your inner light. The shadow is just the aspects of ourselves that we've disowned. And so I think that it's very possible to have a repressed positive shadow. And so if you maybe had like very stern parents growing up, or a caretaker who didn't approve of your joy or laughter or stifled that in any way, um, I think now is the time to recognize that that might be part of your issue and that now you are safe to reintegrate this positive aspect of yourself. And so um, one way to work with the positive shadow is to identify the quality that you admire in another person. So take someone you really, really admire. It can be someone dead or alive or someone fictional or non-fictional. Just what qualities do you admire? Like for example, kindness, benevolence. And can you sit in your journal and like list these positive aspects that you admire about others? And can you sit with those aspects and acknowledge that you might have the same qualities? And think about a few examples, maybe three occasions in the past where you were experiencing or, or being that quality. And welcome that quality back into your experience. Welcome joy back into your experience. Affirm to yourself that you have this quality. For example, say out loud or in your journal, 
joy arises through me. Kindness arises through me. And I recommend kind of repeating those things over and over and over again. Like allow, like give yourself permission to have these positive aspects arise into your being. And as you say it or write it slowly, notice what you are feeling and experiencing. Are you feeling resistance to that? If so, I think that you're on the right track. Like what we resist is usually a wonderful sign that it's something we need. And so find opportunities to bring more joy, more kindness, more love into your experience and, and know that it's safe to have these experiences and emotions. What do you love? Like, what do you love to do? What do you love to see? Like, what are, what brings you joy and search for those things? One other way of journaling that I just did for the first time the other day that I really liked, it was pretty powerful, um, was inner child journaling. And what you do is you start a dialogue with your inner child. And when, when you start that dialogue, you write with your dominant hand. Um, and so I, I'm just going to read you my journal entry from this day. And it was really interesting. So you write with your non-dominant hand um, the inner child portion. So you start with your adult side. And with my right hand, I wrote, Dear little Caitlin, how are you today? And I just allowed, you know, whatever to come through to come through. And so with my left hand, which is very messy, and so it gives the appearance of, uh, of a kid writing these things down, I wrote, I am happy. I like books. I want mom and dad to be proud of me. I want a kitten. I want to play more. I want more ice cream. And so then my adult hand wrote back, that's so sweet. I hope you get a kitten soon. Is there anything bothering you about adult Caitlin? And then my left hand wrote, She's mean to herself sometimes, and that makes me sad. She's so pretty, but why doesn't she think so? And then I wrote, how can Caitlin be kinder to herself? And little Caitlin wrote, play more, listen to music, be kinder to little Caitlin. And so if that is something that calls to you, you know, like just kind of tapping into the pure innocence of your, your little, little guy or girl that's kind of still with you. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was like surprisingly moving for me to write that. And I like, didn't expect what I wrote to come out of my left hand. It was like a, it was a very interesting experience. So if that calls to you, go ahead and do that. So uh, another couple other techniques that you can use, um, love letters to your body. So, um, you know, whether it's writing a love letter to your neck or your hip or your foot, whatever is bothering you, 
um, just start a dialogue with that part of you and say things like, dear foot, I know you're not against me. I know you're not trying to scare me. I know deep down that you're trying to protect me from scary feelings, but I just want you to know that I can handle the feelings and I know that you are trying to bring me into the present moment. So I really appreciate that. And I honor your process here and I'm here with you. Thank you so much for bringing me these lessons. How can I help? How can I help your evolution out of my body? (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, so writing, like reframing your pain in a way that like, Seize your pain as an innocent little child and and work on loving that part of you, even though it hurts. And then um, one thing that Barb Marquardt talked about in episode nine was a recommendation by Dr. Gwads, um, where he suggested writing an ev- evidence sheet of, of good things, of good goodness in your body and in your life and so whether it's just your pinky toe that feels good like writing whatever comes to mind like my hair doesn't hurt like my my fingernails feel pretty good today Um, you know just get as small as you need to and this helps to focus on that which feels good rather than focusing on that which feels bad during this whole process and I don't know if it was um you know, instinctive or what, I never liked to write about my pain. I never liked to reinforce that neural pathway. So even though I, you know, have had a couple flares since my first initial healing, um, I, anytime I hit my journal, I would, I would not talk about the pain. I would not reinforce the idea that it's there and it's bothering me. You know, I just kind of would try to focus on what's bothering me on an emotional level and then also um, focusing on what feels good. So whether it's just a small part of you, like write about that part, write about how wonderful it is to be able to move your shoulder without pain or move your wrist or whatever little joint you can find that doesn't hurt. Um, write about that and write about the fact that you can see with your eyes and the fact that your brain has the capacity to think and protect you and write about how your heart beats without your consent all the time, all day long. Um, consent is probably not the right word. Your heart beats without your input. <laughs> um, write about how your lungs breathe and function without your your input either. Um, there's so much more wellness going on within you than illness. And so write about that, write about what's, what's working. Um, and then last but not least, um, before I got into this TMS work, I was a big fan of like law of attraction and manifestation and all of that kind of stuff. And that's all well and good, but people run into trouble with the law of attraction kind of manifestation techniques when there are these unconscious negative emotions that do need to come up and hit the light. Um, and so, um, once you've done the, the digging through the unconscious, the digging to find that, which is still making you angry or that, which you still haven't processed about 
anger, grief, or fear, once you've done that work, then one thing that I recommend doing is a manifestation of the feeling of the a time in your life when you're going to be feeling good. And so write it all in the present moment. So kind of this is all about tapping into what it's going to feel like when you're free. And so, um, you know, this could sound something like, gosh, it feels so good today to be able to bend over and pick up my kid and throw him up in the air and I have no pain and it feels so free and I am just so happy and grateful to have this strong body that is just working for me at all times. I'm so happy and grateful to have this shoulder that is no longer frozen to the side of my body. I'm so happy and grateful to feel free in my joints and my my body and I feel so energized and, and excited to live life as a body on this planet who is just not even thinking about pain anymore. It's so freeing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So something like that, where you just kind of like tap into the feeling that you're going to have, um, when you're grateful and feeling good in your body. And so, so those are just some other techniques that you can bring into your journaling practice if you find that just talking about the yucky stuff is bringing you down. And so um, I will try to get some journaling prompts together for you guys um, that I'll put in the, the Facebook group, Mind Body Masters. So if you're not a, a part of that group, um, feel free to come and join us. And I'll try to get that up in the file section in the next couple of days. And uh, yeah, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much. If you have any questions, please feel free to write into mindbodymasterypodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a success story that you'd like to share on the air, please send that or uh, your desire to be on the air to Mind Body Mastery Podcast or mindbodymasters at gmail.com. I'll put all those links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so, 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 so much for uh, tuning in. Much love to you guys, and we'll see you next week.